Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey everybody, welcome back to another excellent show. On September the 21st of 2006, this week we have Frederick Valais doing a return appearance talking about Google AdWords. How you doing, Frederick? Good, how are you, Greg? Good to be back. Good, I hear um, a few people are still using Google AdWords, huh? Yeah, I think a few of them still are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it can drive one or two clicks to a website also, I hear. I think it's working pretty well for most people these days, yes. Yep. Um, and you guys, I mean, when last we spoke several months ago, you had rolled out some changes. And since that time, have you guys ever stopped rolling out changes? Yeah, you know, it's the Google culture. We're always making changes and uh, hoping to make the product better for our users. Um, so, yeah, we've definitely been on the tear and uh, introducing quite a few new features. But really, I think we've tried to address uh, a number of things that customers have been asking us for. Um, so anything from better reporting to better distribution of their ads. Um, you know, as time has gone on, we've definitely seen larger customers who manage more keywords. Mm -hmm. They've been asking us for ways to make that management of the account more easy. Um, so we've done some changes uh, with regards to that. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're definitely launching stuff all the time. Yeah, cool. Um, so what's the latest changes that you want to talk about here? Well, why don't we uh, maybe kick it off with some stuff that we've done um, as far as making account management a little bit easier. So, you know, speaking of those customers who've got thousands of keywords, right. uh, we understand that it's sometimes been tough to, to go through the account through the uh, the front end, the web pages, and have to load maybe 15 pages before you can make the changes that you've actually wanted to do. Um, so we've come out with the AdWords Editor recently. And this is a downloadable application that people can get for free. Uh, you install it on your computer, and then you can go ahead and download your entire account, so all of your keywords, uh, your ad text, all of your settings. Uh, and once you have it on your computer, you can actually work with it uh, with, without being online. So you could be sitting on a plane flight uh, from California to New York, and instead of spending six hours watching movies that you don't care about, uh, you could actually be managing your AdWords account, which is pretty cool. Or um, spending two hours in security. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. <laughs> and if your computer is confiscated, well, then uh, I guess you're in trouble. Um, yeah, yeah but, but so some really cool things that customers can do with it. And, um, I mean, so one example of something that becomes really easy with this new tool that we've put out mm -hmm. is um, instead of having to look ad group by ad group, to figure out which keywords you've got running and what's going on with those keywords. You could literally say now, like, show me all of my keywords in the entire account. Um, or you could say, just show me all the keywords or all the ad text in one of my campaigns. Um, and, you know, something that might have taken you uh, 100 clicks to open 100 different ad groups in the past, you can now do it on a single screen. Um, and they can do things like filter. Um, so you could say, show me all of my um, ad texts that contain the word flower. Um, and maybe change all of those instances to the word rose, right? Um, and I think this is going to be really useful for people as we go into the holiday shopping season. Uh, you know, if you have campaigns that's, that change on a daily basis, it would have right. been fairly painful, I think, for many people to, to go in and make those changes on a daily basis. Now you can actually go in and just perform these bulk changes, and once you're done, uh, you can actually upload them yourself to your account, so you don't even have to rely um, on somebody in the Google support division. You can do it literally on the spot. Um, and in a matter of minutes, your campaigns could be um, all posted to Google, and you can actually run on uh, creatives that are more relevant to the, the offers that you've got going on. Yeah, and that also must be great for you guys, because by enabling the users, it frees you guys up to do, you know, work on bigger projects. Absolutely. I mean, what we found is that we're definitely, uh, you know, spending a lot of time with the, the things where people maybe assume that we have uh, fantastic back-end tools and some sort of magic going on. Uh, when in reality, we, we've spent, in certain cases, a lot of time uh, doing things that weren't adding the most possible value to uh, our advertisers. So now that frees up the time for us to uh, you know, go and look at people's accounts and maybe suggest an optimization or two. Um, and those optimizations, you know, it, it could be anything from 
structuring your account a little bit differently so that um, you know your ads become better targeted if you're using the content network. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could just be discovering new keywords that maybe you hadn't thought about because you know there's something seasonal going on. Um, you know, or or it could be doing, changing your bid so that you actually uh, hit the CPA goals uh, that you have for your campaign. Yep, and driving that converting traffic. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what it's all about. I mean, another app, a pretty cool change I think that we've made um, is the keyword tool. So I mean, we've always had a keyword tool, but we've made some tweaks to it. And now you can either uh, get suggestions for sites that you can target uh, using the site targeting feature, um, or you can put in a keyword, you know, base keyword like flowers, and we'll tell you all of the, uh, the variations that maybe you should be considering. But what's cool about it is that in the past, uh, we didn't give very much information about these keywords, but now we have stuff like uh, the seasonality. So maybe if you're uh, typing in the, the keyword swimming suits, mm-hmm. we'll tell you that you know, not, surpri- not surprisingly, June is the biggest month for that. Um, and and we will also show you a little chart so that you know kind of on a relative basis how strong that keyword is expected to do uh, maybe in, in, the, in the winter months compared to in the summer months. Uh, and, and then we also have tools that are somewhat similar to, uh, you know, third-party tools that are out there that kind of show you the strength and the competition of a keyword. Um, so it really helps people pick the keywords that could be uh, maybe a little bit cheaper because there's not, that many people competing on them, um, and it'll also give you a relative indication of what kind of search volume you can expect on that. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it all comes down to helping people find those keywords that are sort of the right mix of uh, providing enough volume to be worth uh, spending time managing it, um, as well as being relevant enough that it actually drives the type of traffic that will convert on your websites. Yeah, definitely. And also, I mean, I think... What should be said is, besides, you know, offering great information, I really got to applaud you guys for the way that you implemented it because the uh, graphical interface, it's real nice and clean and pretty. Thank you. You know, um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, we, we have a, a great team of UI designers here, and we try to, you know, listen as much as possible to the customer and, uh, you know, test all of these things before we release them. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're definitely a culture where we release things and then try to take the customer feedback and uh, do some sort of rapid iteration um, to, to make the tools better. So we'd rather put stuff out there um, and give it to people as early as possible so that people can benefit from it mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, tweak it as, as we get the feedback on uh, any of the tools that we're releasing. And what's the best way to provide feedback to you guys? Yeah, so, I mean, we Getting in touch with us um, is a great way to get feedback. So I, I think a lot of people may assume that we're such a large company now that a lot of feedback may get lost, uh, when in fact um, people like myself, so we're in the product specialist role, uh, we work extremely closely with uh, the support team, and anything that goes to them will eventually uh, make its way up to us. And you know we have systems in place internally to collect uh, that feedback, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it, it even could be just a one-on-one conversation with one of the uh, the support staff who uh, who points out, hey, well, you know, had you thought about this uh, this specific feature and how useful that could be, um, and then later that day we might actually take that to the engineering teams and uh, you know put it on the roadmap. So um, you know, getting in touch with us, you, you can do it pretty easily through the contact us form, uh, which is on the right side of uh, all of the AdWords pages, and uh, we also have a live chat feature at this point. Um, so, you know, if you want to get a hold of us a little bit more quickly, uh, that's a great feature to use. And now one thing I'd like to say is that when people provide us feedback about new tools, mm-hmm. um, it's always helpful for us if we can understand your business case around it. Um, you know, too often I think an advertiser comes to us with a very specific request um, where they've kind of already designed a feature for us. And that may not always be so useful because that kind of um, limits what we can do with that feedback, whereas if we understood the business case and what you were trying to achieve, um, then we can go ahead and figure out, you know, what type of project it could be uh, made a part of, and we can, uh, you know, we can hopefully get it done for the customer. Great. Um, And just a little announcement, it's Thursday, September 21st. So if you're listening right now live, that's great because you can send me all the questions you want in the chat room. We're already starting to get some questions. And if you're listening in the airport via podcast or whatever, 
unfortunately, Frederick's only around September 21st. (laughs) (laughs) And um, Google Ad Group, um, uh, Google AdWords has a group at Google Groups, right? Yes, we, so we, um, we have groups about AdWords. We have a blog posting where we try to keep people up to date with the latest changes. Um, we also have people who monitor some of the forums out there. So, um, you know, any of the buzz that happens, we're pretty much um, on top of it, and we try to, to take that feedback and, and make product changes as quickly as we can. But, you know, obviously we can't do everything um, that people want, and we also have to sort of figure out a way to make uh, things useful for a broad range of customers. And, and that's kind of the beauty about AdWords, I think, is, you know, you could be a multinational, very large company, mm-hmm. um, but you can also be competitive if you have, a, you know, a local business. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, there, there's some changes that we made along those lines. So now you can have local business ads, for example. Um, so, so if you have a local coffee shop, um, you could actually go in and get your ad put on Google Maps, for example, um, and then only people who are actually looking at the area where you do business um, see your ad. You, you can even upload a, a pretty nice logo that you have, um, and it's you know, it really can drive traffic to um, anything very local, or it could be um, anywhere across the world. I mean, it's very easy with our system to get your campaigns running in, uh, in different countries. And that also kind of goes back to the AdWords editor. So one of the very cool features that that has, which you don't have in the um, the website, is the fact that you can copy and paste items. So if you had a campaign mm-hmm. um, and you figured, you know, let me break this down. It's a, it's a nationally targeted campaign for the whole U.S., but I want to break it down because I know that 50% of my traffic comes from uh, the New York area. You can actually copy and paste that and then go ahead and make the necessary tweaks within that new campaign. Um, and do something in 15 minutes that might have taken you um, maybe all day in the past when you had to you know, manually go in and change these things. Can that AdWords editor also make a backup of the keywords um, to maybe like an Excel format? Yeah, so it, uh, it does make a backup. It's not actually in an Excel format, um, but so we have two options. And one of them is to, to share um, any changes that you've made. And so this is great if you're working in a larger company and perhaps you need to get approval from someone before you actually post the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can share the file, and they're just going to be looking at all of the proposed changes that you've made. Um, it'll also let you integrate that with any changes that perhaps a third-party bid management tool has done on your account while you were working on it. Uh, so we've put some thought into you know, making sure that uh, most of these types of use cases are addressed. The other thing, like you said, that you can do is uh, you can actually archive, uh, and that takes your whole account as a snapshot and saves that whole file. And then the cool thing is, say that you're doing an optimization, for example, but you're not 100% sure that it's going to work as well as you thought. Let's say that the optimization is on five campaigns. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, you figure out, well, four of them are doing awesome, but one of them, you know, not quite what I had expected from it. So what you can now do is you can actually um, load up the archive file that you did before you made all those optimizations. And then you can literally say, just restore the changes from this one campaign. Um, and you can get that back to the state that it was in before. Um, and then last option that you've got is uh, you can actually do some sort of an Excel backup. Uh, the problem with it is that one is designed more for people to actually look, um, you know, in a somewhat visually pleasing manner at the data, but it's not meant to be re-imported uh, using that same system. So if you're looking just for something to maybe show some other people within the company, then that's a great way to go. Um, but if you actually want to do something with it later on, it's better to use the other two options. Gotcha. Well, we're going to take a quick break to listen to our excellent sponsors and be right back with Frederick talking all about Google AdWords. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, webmasterradio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. Click Tracks, all new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zafolia.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your few 
future into a fortune. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com more than a name Now back to Good Karma only on webmasterradio.fm Now here's your host Hey everybody this is Greg Nyland aka Good ROI and I got Frederick Ali senior product coordinator is it specialist oh I always forget that platform Ah and it's Man, you've been at this for a few years now, haven't you? Yeah, I've been at the company a number of years, and I, uh, I started out uh, helping all of our customers in the Benelux um, who are using Dutch, so that's, that's where my accent is from. Um, yeah, and then I eventually transitioned into a product role. Um, you know, I had a lot of thoughts about the product, and I hope I've been able to make it a little better for people. Oh, I um, think you have. I mean, just looking at the amount of changes, it really seems... Um, you know, that the speed of change is just increasing. It's not yeah. that you guys are always changing. It's that the speed of your changes are actually increasing. Yeah. So. And one of the, the things that's really uh, kind of near and dear my heart as, a, as an international person is the local time zones that we now have. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that had been a longstanding request from customers, but something fairly difficult for us to implement. Uh, but now you can actually, when you set up a new account or when you have an existing account, you can tell us what time zone you're based in so that your reporting um, off of your own servers will actually match up with the reports that AdWords shows you. Um, and that also enabled us to uh, integrate another feature, which is the uh, day parting. Um, it's called ad scheduling with us because it's actually a little bit more powerful than, than regular day parting. So some of the things you can do is um, say that you're a business and um, you, you're taking calls um, to do your business. So you have a call center, but it's not open um, on the weekends, you can actually tell us to automatically pause your ads every Saturday and Sunday. Um, and in the past, you might have had to actually go and log into your account at a certain time to get this done. And now you can set that once and then kind of forget about it. Um, and, and the other thing is, so say that you're open for business 24 hours a day, but you actually know that maybe people don't convert quite as well um, in the evenings. Mm -hmm. You can actually set a bid multiplier. So you can say, well, normally I'm willing to pay a maximum CPC of $1, but between 8 p.m. and midnight, I only want to pay up to $0.50. Cents. So you put in a bid multiplier of 50% um, and will automatically decrease your bids at those times of the day that you've specified. You can do this down to the, the day level. Um, so you can just set up a whole schedule for your entire week. It can be different for every campaign. So if you have one campaign that's targeting Germany and another that's targeting the U.S., uh, you can make sure that those are appropriately targeting um, the times of day in those countries. Yeah, I used to be uh, working with a large account that had a similar problem. Um, from 9 to 5, when people were in the offices, this company was getting a lot of the traffic they wanted. But then towards the evening, I guess it was kids coming home and doing homework or whatever, a lot of the traffic they were getting wasn't as high quality. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, what the type of user is at the type of day that you're doing this at. Exactly. 
And so, I mean, definitely one word of caution is with this feature. I think a lot of people assume um, certain times of the day will be better than others, but it really comes down to measuring that. Um, so the Google Analytics tool that we have um, is a great way to get some insight into when people are visiting and when people are converting. Um, and we recently also put that data into the report center. Um, so in the past, you could do uh, reports aggregated on a, a quarterly, monthly, or daily basis, but now you can even go down to the hour. And so you can literally say, like, for the last week, every hour of that week, show me what happened. Um, or you could roll it up and you could say, like, show me last month and give me 24 different lines of data so that I know, you know, on average for that whole month what happened between 1 o'clock and 2 o'clock. And then based on that data, you can just take that back into the ad scheduling tool um, and tweak your bids or tweak your uh, pausing of the ad groups to, to make sure that you're hitting the ROI targets that you have. Um, and the other nice thing with this is um, in the past when people would do this on a manual basis, they ran into some problems with server delays. Um, so, you know, sometimes it can take a few minutes for a change to be propagated to all of our machines. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they might pause the campaign at 5 o'clock, but then the ad might still be running at 5.10 um, because it hadn't gone to that machine yet. Whereas now if you set this up ahead of time, um, the, the machine actually knows, oh, it's 5 o'clock, I shouldn't be showing this ad anymore. Um, so it's a completely real-time system. Wow. That must have been fun setting up. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of these things are uh, quite fun setting up, especially when you're dealing with as many customers as we are. Um, <laughs> but, you know, this was definitely the right direction for the product to head in, and uh, it was just a matter of doing it now and, you know, dealing with the engineering pain up front um, or waiting longer and just making the problem more complex down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we decided to go for it, and I think it was a good thing to do. And I don't envy you guys because there's no good time that you can take down the system, you know. No. <laughs> and in fact, I mean, so we, we try to take down the system as uh, as little as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And just to clarify for people, when we take down the system, it really means that we're taking down um, the website. Um, so you can't make tweaks to your account, but we're actually still serving those ads. So that's a pretty important thing to understand. And yeah. we, we try to do that very, very uh, few times. So in, in fact, I think this change... Um, didn't require more than one or two hours, I think, at most for us to be able to implement the changes and then kind of start propagating the ability to all of the accounts. And that's another thing. So you, you had that question about when people have feedback. Um, mm -hmm. I'd really encourage everyone to, to let us know if they're interested in participating in betas or new products. Um, you know, we've got so many things going on, and we're always looking for people to help us test and give us feedback. Uh, before we launch these types of things to the general public. Um, and sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to, to find the right types of accounts, and it's because we don't always know uh, which customers are interested in it. Um, there there's, are some settings in your account on the uh, your customer preferences page, um, which have to do with uh, how Google can contact you and get in touch with you. And if you opt out of the special offers, um, then we won't actually be contacting you about beta offerings. Um, so if people are very interested in, uh, in getting in, um, they should either let us know by email or by chat um, or go ahead and change that option in their account so that if we have something that we think is right for them, we can actually send them an email about it and, and invite them to participate. So that's what the special offer is. It's not you guys trying to sell me Google T-shirts. No, in fact, <laughs> we get so many requests for free Google T-shirts. Um, and we're definitely not selling that list to any third parties. So that's, you know, we just use that for ourselves. Um, to figure out how, to what degree customers want to be contacted by us. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as a company, Google has a number of other initiatives. Um, so, so, you know, we, we might even want to get in touch with you about something, uh, another Google product. Um, and that's just our way of finding out who is interested in uh, participating in these types of things. And, of course, you can always opt out so if you find that it's not for you. And, uh, you know, the volume of changes that we're doing, doing is too overwhelming for you. Go ahead and opt out, and those emails will stop coming as well. Generally, how long does your beta stuff for AdWords take? You know, I've seen it take anywhere from <laughs> from a year to, to to a matter of a couple of weeks. Um, and so I, I think sort of the good news in that message is that in the cases where it takes a couple of weeks, we've considered things correctly, and we're, we've actually delivered uh, a system that works and that was in line with what the customer was anticipating. Um, in the case where it took a year, that's mostly because maybe it just wasn't um, exactly right for the customers, and we've we've been willing to go back to the drawing board. 
and uh, continue working on it instead of releasing it um, before it's really something that would be useful to our customers. Um, you know, at the point where the customer gets into the beta, uh, we'll be very good about telling them how long that's going to take um, and kind of what we expect from them in the beta. And it could be there are certain betas where we definitely need to have that user feedback um, because maybe it's more of um, a change in the way that AdWords looks and how you interact with it. Whereas in other cases, when it comes down to to feature like the position preference, um, we don't need quite as much feedback about how it's designed, but we do need the feedback on how well it works for people. And you know, in those cases, we'd like to run it on a few accounts, um, see how those are performing, um, and how we compared to how we expected it to perform, and then that's the determining factor in how we proceed with that. Yep. Hey, I have a question I'd like to talk about. Um, and this is something that I think there's a bit of confusion about, and a lot of people just they're not sure what's going on here, about how and why it's smart that Google treats some accounts differently. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, can you elaborate on that question and exactly well, what you mean um, by how different? you handle uh, assigning account reps, for instance? All right. Yeah, so I mean, when it comes to providing support, we try to look at the need of customers as well as the uh, future potential of a customer. Um, so, so it's a bit of a mix of that. I, I don't think we've ever turned anyone down when they've asked us uh, for help with an account. Um, I think it's just a level of how proactive we are that changes uh, for different customers. Um, we have and you still have the jumpstart option, right? Um, yes, actually, we do have that option, but it is uh, in a more limited availability at this point. Okay. Um, so surprisingly, we were finding that um, not, not that many smaller customers were asking us to use that feature. Um, so we've kind of scaled back the degree to which we offer that. Um, also, the other thing that we've done is we've introduced the AdWords Starter Edition. Um, so this is really geared at, at people who maybe are not quite as familiar with um, uh, SEM and, and pay-per-click marketing. Um, and, and so we've given them a way to very quickly get started um, with a correct account structure uh, without having them worry about CPC costs and more focusing on monthly budgets and telling us what their goals are. Um, and that has had pretty good uptake, and, and that seems to address a lot of needs of uh, the types of customers who might have used Jumpstart in the past. Um, but, but then once you've set up those accounts, I mean, by all means, um, email us, chat with us, and let us know how it's going. If it's not going well, you know, the last thing we want to see is having you shut down your account without having reached out to us. Um, honestly, I, I wish we could be more proactive about reaching out. Um, but, you know, given the, the number of customers that we have, it's not always possible. But um, I also think you have so much information out there already. I mean, yeah. your Google groups, people can post and respond to things there. You have announcements always going out on your uh, uh, blog. So you you do definitely have a lot of resources. Um, and, you know, it's only natural that if someone has a larger account, they're going to need more help to manage those, you know, a larger account. Right. And we also understand the difference. So if you're in the, the business of uh, online marketing, then perhaps we're not going to provide you um, quite the same level of support as if you – your business was selling flowers. You know, somebody who's selling flowers probably needs a little more help with the online marketing aspect than somebody whose business it is to run AdWords accounts for a living. Um, but yeah, you made some good points. So we ha- we have tons of materials out there, and another cool one is the uh, we have some demos and guides. Um, so these are little short uh, flash player clips, a couple of minutes, so you can get more information about choosing the right types of keywords uh, or understanding the billing page, for example. Um, and now we have a tremendous uh, FAQ section, so most of the questions tend to be answered in there. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a pretty good resource, I think. The other thing we have is um, we have some vertical guides. Mm-hmm. So about 20 verticals, so if you're in the automotive industry or the retail industry, uh, we have um, some short reports that give you some insight as to how you might best structure your, uh, your setup for online marketing. Um, it'll talk about seasonality, the types of keywords, the types of users you want to be targeting. Um, where applicable, we'll tell you about some Google tools that might be useful, um, you know, such as maybe some of our local products. By the way, thank you for those vertical guides. <laughs> You're welcome. 
because well no they didn't help me <laughs> but they um they do such a great job of leveling the playing field yeah um and helping people you know get smart in industries that I've actually have had more than a few people who historically had leadership positions in their industries you would come out with those guides and all of a sudden the competition would quadruple mm-hmm. with people yeah. that just didn't realize that you were enabling everybody to be successful. Yeah. You know, and I got more than a few frantic phone calls saying, help, we used to be the leader, now we need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the beauty of the system. I mean, it's a level playing field for so many people. We've also done a number of initiatives trying to get people as much information as possible um, so that they can really make the right decisions um, about their business and how to, to run it on AdWords. Yep. Um, and another part of, you know, that you do um, have different ways of handling different accounts, um, we got to mention the swag. Oh, yeah. Certain people get certain things as a sign of appreciation because you have larger or longer business dealings with them, you know, and the biggest status symbol currently, I believe, is the Google refrigerator. Yes. So um, <laughs> I, I guess the secret's out, but uh, what we did with the refrigerator was we, uh, we looked at all p- customers who had uh, generated more than a million leads, so more than a million clicks in the program, and we, uh, we gave them a fridge, and I believe it says cooler thinking, so Google AdWords cooler thinking, so that, that was... Uh, a nice way to reward people who've been with us for a long time and have driven a lot of business for us. Um, and I guess we'll have to figure out what happens at uh, 2 million clicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, as one person said in the forums, because there's been a lot of threads in the forums talking about this, um, it's been a while since I've seen so many people get envious over, you know, search engine swag. So oh, yeah. kudos, Trader. <laughs> we also had a pretty cool giveaway for the holidays. I believe it was... Um, a triple function radio nightlight, um, and depending on which it was sort of a cube, and depending on which way you put down the cube on your desk, it would either oh, light yeah. up or it would start playing as a radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some pretty cool stuff, and in fact, so cool that um, I still don't have one myself. I mean, that's how quickly they went. So uh, <laughs> it's good to be a customer sometimes. Yeah, the stuff that we don't get. I gotta like make a little complaint here about your integrity over mm-hmm. at AdWords. Come on, I can't even get like a refriger- some extra refrigerators on the side. Uh, well, we might have I to hate talk, your uh, integrity. <laughs> we might have to talk afterwards. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, and also, people are mentioning in the uh, Webmaster Radio chat room the lava lamps that are uh, now, I think that's a recent uh, thing. Um, several people have posted pictures on their blogs. Lava lamps? Yeah, um, um, Shoe Money and um, uh, Grey Wolf, a.k.a. Uh, Michael Gray, yep. um, both of them uh, avid AdWords uh, users, um, and they both have great pictures with them posing and smiling with their lava lamps. Right. <laughs> well, I, I know I've seen very large lava lamps recently, um, but, but the Google culture, I mean, it's a, you know, the Google logo, even with the little balls, mm-hmm. uh, when you walk around their office, you'll see a lot of those uh, yoga balls. Right, uh, exercise balls, and and so all of the the same colors that we have, and the lava lamps. You know, when they start bubbling, uh, they kind of look like the logo. So, um, those have been around for such a long time. But yeah, I, I guess they're still a pretty desired item. Um, and we try to be fun with uh, the culture here, you know, and and give people cool stuff and colorful stuff, and kind of gets out our name. Um, and it always makes me happy when I'm out visiting a client and like I peek into their office, and yep, the fridge is there. <laughs> and it's got a lava lamp next to it, and it's. You know, it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's always nice seeing that, you know, and to give away things that people actually are going to hold instead of so many times I come home from conferences with, you know, all of this stuff that I give to my nieces and nephews and even them, it you know, they're starting to get a bit, uh, it takes something special yeah. to get them smiling nowadays. Exactly. <laughs> um, and speaking of conferences, are you going to be able to make uh, PubCon in Vegas? Uh, Yeah, I believe I'm currently scheduled to be speaking there, so hopefully people uh, will have some good questions for me. Hopefully not put me on the spot too much, but uh, definitely ready for uh, anything people want to talk about. In fact, I mean, I think a hot topic these days, and I do want to bring it up, Mm -hmm. um, 
and if we have time right now, but uh, that's yeah, the landing page. That's the landing page quality uh, change that we've done to the algorithm. So, you know, I talked about a number of um, changes that we do on the the front end. So, in terms of advertiser experience, um, but you know, we still have millions of people using Google and doing searches on it. And our goal is really to to provide the best search results, but also the best and most relevant ad results. Um, and so. Historically, I think Google has looked very heavily at the CTR, and then we we started looking at the quality score, which integrated the CTR uh, along with a number of other factors, such as your ad text and your keyword selection and your uh, URL. Um, but the reality is that you know a number of um, advertisers have been able to sort of game the system by making um, a great promise in an ad and then having a very relevant keyword and very relevant ad text. But then once you actually get to that website, Maybe the offer didn't live up to uh, the expectations, or the, the user didn't feel like it was the best choice for them to have gone to that web page. And uh, you know what we're trying to do nowadays is look beyond that click um, to, to make sure that the whole experience is a high quality one. And so that's where the landing page quality changes have come in recently. Um, and so, so really, some of our goals here is just to keep that user experience fantastic, make sure that websites have unique and valuable content. Um, and aren't just repurposing something else for the sake of building um, kind of a jumping page mm -hmm. to to another site where the customer might have been able to go to it directly. Now, without exposing any of you know your secrets here, because you implemented this landing page, mm -hmm. you know, quality score for a good reason. Um, but is there any simple mistake that newbies are doing on their landing pages that you would? Say, hey, you know, stop doing this. You know, you're. It's nothing malicious, but they're just, you know, making an honest mistake. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's somewhat hard to say. I mean, I've seen a number of things. I've seen anything from a web page where somebody was trying to sell a product, but no matter how hard I looked, I couldn't find a checkout button. Um, and obviously, I mean, you might have the best product at the best price, and if you can't check out, people are not going to be happy with that. Yeah. Um, so I think the best solution for people is to implement Google Analytics or one of the other products and just be tracking and, and be, be very vigilant about keeping track of what is going on with your business. And if you see that your conversion rates are decreasing or maybe not the greatest, um, you know, try to address that and, and try to talk to people to figure out what it is about the website that um, perhaps turns people off. I mean, you know, there's a number of um, website templates out there and some of them are not so good. I mean, if it needs something that puts all of the information on a single page, you know, a lot of people are probably going to perceive it as being um, a low-quality experience, maybe not very easy to read. So uh, people might be turned off a little bit by that. Um, so, so, so a number of factors. But I, I think the easiest way maybe for people to do this is uh, take some of your friends or some of your family, sit them down at your computer, and watch them go through your website and, and just gauge their reaction. Um, because a lot of things that these people will notice as um, things that are out of the ordinary or that make them um, question the experience um, will be the exact same reaction that other people will have. And so I think that would be a good way to go about finding out um, why people don't think your website is a great experience. And that said, for the most part, most mm -hmm. people design pretty good web experiences and are going to be fine, but yes, there will be one or two um, who may need some help. And in the chat room, uh, it seems not a lot of, well, it seems several people were unaware of this um, because now there's a lot of questions popping up in the chat room about saying, do people need to start optimizing their landing pages for PPC? Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that they, they want to optimize for, um, well, so, sorry, let me do So yes, you do need to optimize your pages. Um, but understand that Google knows that you're in the business of selling something and not just providing information. So some of the principles that apply to SEO don't necessarily apply to SEM. Um, so, so we understand that. Um, but, but even if it wasn't for the landing page quality system, I think the reality is that there's a lot of money to be made by advertisers um, if they could just improve their conversion rates. And the way you do that is by having a better website, a better landing page, a more relevant landing page, um, I mean, a very basic example, but if you were advertising on the keyword red roses, 
and you took people to your homepage about flowers versus the category page for roses, you know, your conversion rate is probably going to be a little bit lower on that. And if, if you were able to squeeze an extra 5% conversion out of that by taking people to a better landing page, a more relevant landing page, um, you know, that, that's incredibly valuable. And, and you can take that 5% and perhaps increase your bids now by a little bit, uh, get a better position on the page, and actually drive more business. Um, so, so I don't think any of this is really um, rocket science. It, it, it's fairly straightforward. But, yes, we do look at it now. So I think it does change the, uh, the, the field a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying for a visitor to come to your site, it's in your best interest to have a good user experience for them. Exactly. You know, and as you were saying, if there's no checkout button, then you're actually helping out that guy, you know, it, it's in his best interest for you to shut off his campaign. <laughs> right. Because to spend money advertising when you don't have a cash register, um, right. it wouldn't make me happy. Exactly. And we just want to clarify something because there's a really important thing here that I want to make sure people are not confused about. You're not saying that the site's ranking in the organic search results affects the quality score. Yeah, that's correct. It did. That does not impact it. Yeah. Um, so they're two completely separate things. But the basic thing to remember is that a good experience in organic search is probably going to be somewhat similar to a good experience in, uh, in paid search. Um, so, yeah, there, there is some correlation, but we're not looking at page rank or any of those specific things. Right, uh, or to LI judge you on the advertising or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So they're separate things, but you know, a good user experience usually consists of pretty much the same things on both sides. Well, a few black hats would disagree with that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, if you're paying for traffic, bottom line is you want a good user experience. And when we're talking about good user experience, we're talking about things like having a cash register. If you're saying buy, click here and buy something. Right. And if you have a comparison shopping engine, for example, then, um, you know, you want to provide a good experience by providing a lot of choice. Um, and if you provide a lot of choice, you probably also want to tell people a little bit about the different products and uh, why one might be better than another. So um, you need content, something that really attracts the user to your page and makes them um, be happy with that experience. It's going to benefit you from now on. Mm -hmm. uh, and one person, well, Normally, we try to save the questions till the end, but people mm -hmm. are just really um, like interested in this one. Um, how would so? Here's a question from the chat room: How would that same thing apply to a brick and mortar business that doesn't have an online conversion? Yeah, so I mean, if you're trying to drive uh, traffic to your telephone number or to your actual store, um, you know, some of the same fundamentals, right? Make sure that you give people the information that they were expecting. Um, but also, perhaps you don't want to say buy, um, buy flowers online if uh, the web page that people go to then asks them to go into your store because, you know, they'll be disappointed by that result. Right. Whereas if you had told them, you know, we have a location in San Francisco, come and visit us, get more information on our website about our address, well, then, you know, people got what they expected, um, and that's a fantastic experience. That's all they wanted, so um, you'll be fine with that. Yeah, you know, uh, it sounds like people are a little bit worried about this, but really what it comes down to is that we saw a number of people that were trying to um, take advantage of our system. So we, we instituted a policy about two years ago uh, which said that you could only have one, um, one URL per query. So one company could have one ad um, per query. So in, in the past, you might have seen examples where um, you know, eBay.com had five ads on the same page, and, and that was not a good experience because it wasn't providing users with a good choice. Um, so what we said is, you know, it's, the rule is one URL per query. What people started doing was making pages to kind of circumvent that policy, and so they would have their own domain, but it wouldn't actually provide a valuable experience. The only goal of that domain um, was to drive traffic to somewhere else. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not calling out eBay here. There were tons and tons of companies doing this. No, they're um, just a, an example that everyone's aware of. Exactly, just an example. Um, yeah. And... And so, you know, when we saw people starting to try to beat the system by having this type of behavior, we said, well, now is a good time to go and look what happens beyond uh, the CTR, what happens beyond the click. You know, do people actually have a good experience when they go to your website? Um, and again, to stress the point, most advertisers are not going to have any issues with this. Um, 
but a very small group of people, I think, who have to some degree tried to uh, beat some of our policies, might see some issues going forward. Yeah, and it's better for the industry because if someone clicks on a bad AdWord ad that's intentionally trying to mislead the customer, they're no longer going to be clicking on AdWords. And exactly. that's going to drive up, you know, a good way for people to get quality traffic to their sites. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, so, you know, got to protect the uh, users that enjoy clicking on AdWords, you know, and going to AdWord uh, customers. Yeah. So this is, don't worry, this is not, we're not talking SEO here. We're not talking about organic rankings. Um, this is just about providing a good user experience, and if you say something in your ad copy, that you actually have that. You paraphrase that very well. That's the way I should have said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had an extra cup of coffee, so that's why. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, listen to our excellent sponsors again, and then we're going to come back, talk about a few more things, and take some more questions from the chat room. Stay tuned, everybody. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Google AdSense. How do I earn from thee? Let me count the ways. Google, you enable me to show targeted ads complementing my site so my visitors keep clicking throughout the day and night. It was so easy to apply and select the ad formats I liked. Since I've discovered AdSense, I've been filled with delight. So earn more with matching ads, and you too can discover how. Just visit google.com slash AdSense now. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types hooker, escort, hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes, one click, great results. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Best of the web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions. 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help. You thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Wow, looks like you caught another one. Yeah, thanks. That uh, makes 23 so far. You're kidding me. I haven't caught a thing yet. Really? Well, what kind of bait are you using? Same as you. Well, then maybe it's where you're fishing. What do you mean? Well, if you want to catch fish, don't throw your line out in the middle of a big lake. 
take a smart look around for where the fish congregate, like over by this log. So I just have to look smart, huh? That's right. It's all about fishing where the fish are. Learn how you can fish where the fish are. Go to signup.looksmart.com. Signup.looksmart.com. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It's Greg here, and I got Frederick, the AdWords guru, on the line. Frederick, we've been getting a lot of questions for you. You always <laughs> seem to pull out a lot of questions from people. Don't well, know what it true. is. Maybe it's just, you know, people like to make money or something. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> um, <the> America. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else we want to cover before we get into questions here? Because we got a few questions. I'm ready for questions. Okay. Um, question number one, which I don't think you know the answer, so during commercial break I went and found it. Where can people find those uh, the re- automotive report you mentioned before and the reports for the other industries? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's part of the, the Help Center, so if you log into your AdWords account on the top right-hand side, uh, you can click the Help link, and then I believe it is one of the links on the left-hand side, which will tell you industry reports, but you probably have the exact information on that. Google.com slash ads, ads slash metrics dot HTML. Ads and metrics are both plural, and that will get you right there. I just Googled it. I Very typed nice. in AdWords Automotive. <laughs> <laughs> and the other way, so if you click on that help link, mm-hmm. it's actually called Industry Research. It's a link in the first section about AdWords. Yep. So that's the easy way for people to navigate to it if they want. Um, and it covers automotive, business, industrial markets, consumer packaged goods, entertainment, financial services, healthcare, real estate, retail, tech B2B, technology, telecom, and travel. All right. Um, next question we have is, um, is there a beta graveyard for the AdWords products that just didn't make it that people can go see? Uh, no, that's actually a pretty good suggestion. That might be a fun thing to do, but we don't have one of those at this point. Um, yeah, launch it for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> we have a great tradition here, too. We all dress up for Halloween. Well, I guess it's at uh, lots of places do that, but it's always fun at Google. Um, and our uh, chef, who unfortunately left, Chef Charlie, uh, he used to make um, quite some concoctions, and he would put little uh, plastic dolls into uh, the drinks, and he would make all sorts of treats that resembled body parts. Uh, so <laughs> it's quite the event here at Google. Uh, were all the uh, failed spammers you you know feast on them? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and a question. Uh, I saw in the forums, but, you know, I would just like to also touch base here. There was a rumor, September 27th, if we're talking about upcoming dates, mm-hmm. last year you guys celebrated that as Google's birthday. And someone said that um, they saw some fun things happen in their AdWords account because of the Google birthday. Um, was this just, you know, wishful thinking? I think we usually run the uh, the Google Doodle on our birthday. I'm not sure that we uh, gave away any credits uh, this year in the in the Google AdWords when we had our birthday. So okay, uh, I don't so know if we're doing anything special, but uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? It's it's always a surprise here sometimes what people want to do. <laughs> um, another question we have: How is the time slot ad display feature affected by C- CTR or quality score? when displaying ads at a lower, higher price, will they still display in the same way? Um, the time slot feature, so the, um, the ad scheduling, where ads show only at certain times of the day. That's what I think they're talking about. Right, yeah. so I mean, it did, all of the, uh, the rankings still works the same way. Uh, now, of course, if you have set 
uh, a bid multiplier of 50% uh, for a specific time of day, then your ad rank will probably drop um, because your only your max CPC is now only effectively half of what it used to be. Um, so yeah, it will have an impact in that way. Um, now, as far as the impact on CTR, um, you know, if you're only running your ads at the time of day when people are more interested in your product, your CTR is probably going to go up. Um, so yeah, that can help you. But you know, the lack of uh, or, or the fact that you're not running certain times of day is not going to hurt you. And then that's definitely a question that I've heard from other people. So they always ask, well, what happens? to my quality score because I'm not running on Saturdays. Um, well, if you're not running on Saturdays, then there's no impressions, no clicks, no nothing. Um, so then it, it, it has no impact um, on your ad rank uh, at the time that your ads come back home. Oh. I hope that makes sense. Um, well, it made sense to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, always your follow-up questions. Yeah, if the person in the chat room did not understand that, feel free to speak up or forever hold your peace. Um, oh, the, there is a follow-up. Uh, will it only drop for that time of day or over the entire campaign? Oh, I see what they're saying. Yeah, so, again, it depends on how you've set this up, but it will only drop for the time that you've decreased your bid, essentially. So at the time that it comes back on and we have your a normal maximum CPC set, then you should be regaining that position. Okay. Um, here's a bit of a long question. Um, I'm looking for the best, safest way to optimize ad text in my campaigns. Mm -hmm. Here's the issue. When I test new ad text and find a clear winner, um, high CTR without a negative impact on conversions, I add it to my account. The bad part is I can't simply delete my old ad text um, because it doesn't inherit all of the old ads impressions. They specifically have noticed that content network impressions don't always transfer over. So if you do a lot of ad text testing, you find yourself with multiple ad variations running at the same time. Uh, what's the best way to handle this? So yeah, I don't fully understand that question. So if you are to delete um, any of your creatives after you've done your testing, um, then, you know, obviously we won't use the, the combination of that ad text in combination with all of the keywords that you had for the purpose of your quality score. Um, but if you've been running the test on both of them, then from my understanding, you would have picked the better ad text anyway. So by just keeping that one, your quality score and your ad rank um, should all be improved. Um, so it doesn't really matter the fact that you're no longer, um, you know, kind of, kind of using those old impressions um, against that ad. Um, now, as far as the data, the data still exists, so you can always go to Report Center, um, or you can say, show me all of my deleted items on your campaign and ad group pages, um, and those stats will pull back in. So we never throw away the stats. Mm -hmm. and all of those previous stats do get used towards calculating uh, your quality score. Um, it's it just that, of course, you know, if you're switching creatives around, then um, you know, we'll, we'll assign a quality score based on the creative that you kept in the end. Um, so, so in that way, yes, you do lose a little bit of that history but it shouldn't negatively impact people. And if it does, um, that's something I'd love to you know, have an example of. So um, please refer that into uh, our customer support so that we can take a look at that. Definitely. Um, and this looks like it'll be the final question because we're running out of time here. Using uh, how, do, how long does a dormant account retain its quality score? Well, forever, pretty much. Um, so the tricky thing, of course, is that uh, it kind of goes back to the point I made about uh, uh, ad scheduling. So so long as an ad is not running, it's dormant. Nothing happens, so the quality score doesn't really um, change significantly. That said, during that time when you're not running the ad, we could actually change some of the, uh, the algorithms, some of the factors that we look at. Um, and then when you start it back up, that could have an impact. Uh, but so the, there is no negative impact, per se, from having an ad not running. It's just that over time that it shifts, and if you had kept the ad running, well, then you would have seen the same impact, except now it kind of looks like maybe it was the fact that you shut down the ad that's causing it to change, but it's not really the case. I mean, it would have happened anyway. It would have been maybe more uh, gradual if you had kept the ad up. Um, and then as far as history, so all of that history is maintained. We, we don't throw it away. We don't, you know, it's there, and we can use it for determining your rank, quality score, 
Um, it's in the report, so you can always refer back to how you did back in 2002, how much money you spent, what kind of creatives you were running. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of power in having that data and seeing trends. Um, so we definitely want to keep it available for people. Very cool. Well, thank you for another excellent time, Frederick. You're very and welcome. Glad to do it. Probably talk with you again in a few more months when you give me a ton more changes to AdWords <laughs> and a ton more improvements. <laughs> I hope so. Nice uh, Greg. Well, thank keep you, up the good work and talk with you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.